Greetings, Trinitarians. Greetings, Trinitarians. I'm Braxton Hunter, and along with me is... Jonathan Pritchett, figuring out how to do this. Yeah, this is our first time. It's our inaugural inaugural stream on the YouTubes. We've done Facebook Live videos before, but this is kind of new for us. And uh, so it's good to see that there are a few of you out there and uh, here with us. And as you can see, Jonathan Pritchett is alive and well. We have not lost him. Some people have been asking. Yeah, why would I not be? Again, uh, actually, for for my uh, absence, well, I was, I was what, in a couple of videos so far? I don't know. Um, just uh, news about the seminary. We launched our uh, 2020 catalog, so that's kind of kept me a little bit busy. But we did want to talk about what's coming up for Trinity Radio in the next year. By the way, we, we need ideas. to know, can you all hear us okay? If you can, just let us know in the uh, in the chat as we are new to this. Yeah, Pritchett clean shaven. Well, if people watched me on um, Eli Ayala's um, YouTube channel, they would have saw it week. But So you go check out that video uh, that I did on uh, Revealed Apologetics. Yeah, yeah, Revealed Apologetics. It even made Braxton <clears throat> feel convicted, brought him to tears. He came into my office weeping. No, none of that happened, but... Yeah, well, um, it was a fantastic video, and yeah. it did actually. Uh, and you go check out that video with Pritchett because he talks about fitness, and there's a lot of us apologetics geeks who need to get in gear like he did. And then they also talk about some spiritual applications. Um, one thing I did want to say: somebody asks here, "Do you know about David Wood's proposal for an apologetic empire?" And what do you think? I guess they're asking, "What do I think about that?" Uh, and I think that perhaps we should start uh, an apologetics rebellion, or an apologetics first order, or an apologetics new republic. Uh, if he's going to start an apologetics empire. Yeah. But no, actually, uh, we did know about it. And in fact, we're invited to the... Uh, no, correction. You were invited. They didn't invite me. And that's a sore spot. Not so really. uh, I was invited uh, to the uh, event this past weekend uh, at or this week, I guess, with them. And it, I just... I, I, I it couldn't I couldn't work with my schedule, I guess, to get to get out there. And I really hate that. It's I, I regret that more than mm. anything else I've done ever in my whole life. Uh, just really? about. So um, I, I've lived a pretty vanilla life. Yeah. But that's... But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm all on board. I want to be one of those uh, people in the apologetics empire. He wants to be one of those people in the picture. He doesn't really want to do much else. Right. Yeah. That was the thing. Yeah. See, we could Photoshop you into it. Yeah, I could have been Photoshop. All right, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on this year. First of all, we've got some uh, questions. Uh, questions. You guys watching the new Picard series? He has. I haven't. I've seen, seen the yet. first episode, and I thought it was really great. I'm really excited about it. Um, Picard is is looking pretty good. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's good. Uh, Atheist here, like your channel. Have Thanks. you guys ever seen any street epistemology a la Anthony Magnabosco? Just the, I think um, uh, my biggest fan uh, talks about street epistemology, doesn't he? Oh, Pine Creek. Yeah. I feel that guy loves me to death. He'll probably show up in here in a minute. But yeah, um, yeah uh, in fact, it's funny you asked that question, um, Shays Clement, because... Um, I, uh, I was just looking today at some of the new videos that are out there, and I saw a video that I hadn't seen before that was, that was I don't know, that was him. Is it Chise? And that, does that AI form a diphthong? Perhaps. Um, okay. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to call this person. Chase. Chase. Okay. okay, Chase. 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 That sounds like Chase. Yeah. We probably should know. All right. Um, but 
uh, I was actually looking at some new videos that are out there, and there was a video that was made by uh, Magnabo Anthony Magnabosco and someone, I think, Rebecca Fox, that was kind of a analysis of a bunch, like 840-something atheists that, 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 that they got on why they left the faith. And I was watching that video, and I thought it was really good. I was going to respond to it and make some comments on it. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar and uh, find that interesting. Um, you know, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Maybe I'll say so in the video. But uh, someone asked something on the other side of that, uh, said, hopefully we'll see you more in the coming year doing out on the streets doing apologetics in the field. Uh, philosophical issue about that with me. I don't know about you, too. Uh, but uh, I, I have plenty of events coming up that, that I'll tell you about. But when I, I well, I want to say that I really like the idea so we can get some more patrons to make uh, the production quality to the level that we wanted other than just me running around. If you want to see our on location stuff, see the, um, the fitness challenges that Eric Hernandez accomplished. And that so far, um, what do you mean has avoided like the plague, even though he knows about it. Um, you'd think that he'd be, but anyway, if you see those videos, um, and I'm still waiting for my pull-ups, John, but if you see those videos, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's, it's a Braxton holding his camera. We don't know how to do this stuff. So um, Braxton kind of learns how to do all this production stuff as we go. And I do absolutely none of it. I mean, it gets so bad where he has actually carry my microphone for me to get me to, you know, well, you're the real star of the show. Right. Exactly. Uh, but if we could figure out how to do <laughs> that, well, uh, that, that, that meets the kind of quality that we would want it to have, like some of these other people who go shoot on location and evangelize witness. I do like the idea. Uh, so I like the idea of doing evangelism. And in fact, I cut my teeth on when I was 20 and I was 16 years old, I guess, doing uh, personal evangelism door to door and on the street. But I have a little bit of a, I don't know quite how I feel about the idea of filming an interaction like that, because as we all know, when cameras are introduced. And I know there's a lot of people out there doing it and success and, and great conversations that show other people. And I get all that. And, and I'm not, I'm not, this is not a slight to that at all. This is a personal conviction that I'm still working through. Uh, because when you introduce a camera, it changes the dynamic of things. Yeah. And in fact, sometimes when I get into a conversation with atheists on, on the channel in the comments or something, if, if it starts to get uh, if it starts to go in a certain direction and I feel like they're being really genuine with me and I feel like they're not, you know, it's not contentious. Sometimes I'll ask them to have a private conversation somewhere like a DM on Twitter or a Facebook messenger or something merely because I don't, I, when you're in front of people like that, there's a little bit of skin in the game. Yeah. I'm posing for the camera and, <clears throat> and it becomes a chest thumping thing. That, that's always a concern. Um, but there's more than one way to do evangelism. You don't necessarily just have to do personal evangelism. You can do, uh, public proclamations of the gospel and engaging people and stuff, but that would probably street preaching. You're yeah, talking about street preaching. Straight up street preaching, and yeah. you can put a, one of the courses that we actually teach here at Trinity College of the Bible and Theological Seminary uh, is how to incorporate apologetics into your evangelistic preaching, and so doing that probably is more productive than making what amounts to more entertainment and fodder for atheists and Christians to, you know, pop popcorn and eat and gawk at which the internet and youtube is filled with that kind of stuff and we don't really want to get into to that whole thing that's why you don't see us popping up on every atheist channel just to have another argument that you've heard twenty thousand times before to be this week's 
infotainment. That's not what we do here. Yeah. And so we, we are really careful about what we want to be doing, what we don't want to be doing, because I'm not a fan of just fodder for people to, to have comments for the week and then on to the next you know, latest video with the next guy and the next atheist and who got clobbed and, you know, clowned and all that's, that's, uh, you know, that has, I know that people like this kind of thing, but I think that is totally devalued debate Mm. in general. And I actually, and you also, we're people who think that debate should be taken seriously. It should be moderated. It should be public in front of an audience. And that's why we do those kind of debates, but not necessarily these back and forth internet debates on YouTube. Now, I'm all for the people who do those things. <clears throat> that do them, the ones that do them well. Yeah, the ones who do them well. But the ones who don't do it, I've seen atheists just become train wrecks. I've seen Christians just become train wrecks. And, and we respect the art form too much to, to, to do that. Other people are better at that thing, I guess. Um, if that's what they want to do, that's not really uh, what we're into. But, you know, formal moderated debates in the public with an audience. Yeah, we, we can do those kind of things. But this other stuff is so we're, we are selective of the kind of endeavors that we do. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see. Uh, Jared Craig says, hey, fellas, random question is the free thinking argument, a transcendental argument. Well, the free thinking argument specifically is Tim Stratton's argument, and I can't recall the premises off the top of my head, so I would have to maybe see that and, and think about it. Um, but I'm glad you're here, Jared. Any wait, thoughts wait, on that? I, I'm trying to read. I'm a big fan when it comes to Christian YouTubers delving into Well, I'm a big fan of philosophy, so I like it when... Now, it's interesting because, you know, apologists typically talk about philosophical issues more than <coughs> theologians do. Um, and theologians have had a very bad habit that we consistently chide them on. You chided uh, theologians like that in public speeches, like when you spoke at the Connect 316 thing. Uh, theologians do philosophy all the time. They're just so bad at it that they don't even know that they're doing philosophy. But, you know, theology without philosophy is impossible. So um, I like it when Christian uh, theologians just stop poo-pooing man's philosophy or human reason or whatever, realize, oh, you're doing it too. Just be better at it. So the moment you pick yeah. up the Bible, read it and start organizing your thoughts in a coherent way, you're doing some level of philosophy. Right. We had a, we had a conversation with uh, Michael Jones, uh, inspiring philosophy about this. And, and I, I really appreciate what his thoughts, because his thoughts are basically identical to ours. And guess what? Um, <clears throat> You may not agree with the guy on all of his views, but he's as competent of an exegete as he is a philosopher because he delves into, he wants to understand the, uh, the text, the original language of the text, the, the background information to each text. And so uh, philosophers actually tend to be better exegetes than exegetes are philosophers. I'll just say it like that. Or theologians. Anyway. Uh, and I want to come back to that in a little bit because if we have time, I want to yeah. talk to you about something. Maybe we can actually make this something we could learn from. All right. Um, I see like, we got to get moving here. So uh, Callum says, Hey Braxton, I'm a big fan. You're top tier when it comes to Christian YouTubers delving into philosophy. Thank you. That's what I um, so, Oh, you read that one. Yeah. Sounds like chase. We got that. Uh, do you have a philosophical argument for the omni nature of God, like omniscience, omnipresence, etc.? cetera? Um, I usually stay away from, well, I don't stay away from it, but in my typical apologetic, I, in fact, some of you may remember that recently I did a, we did a response video we did together to an atheist uh, university professor right. who was saying that what was wrong with the Kalam was it didn't give you some of these. Uh, you Omni-competent know, omni, properties. Yeah, so, it, so the idea was it, it failed in some sense. Well, that's not what it was intended to do. 
And so I feel like if we have a spaceless, timeless, non-material, sufficiently powerful, exceedingly wise mind that is the that serves as the uh, explanation for the beginning of the universe, that's that's God. Now, when it comes to the omnis and stuff, um, we just reason out from there. Uh, you could go to yeah, maximal and, great. Right. You go to great making properties and ontological. An ontological argument could maybe get you there with maximal properties and things like that. And yeah, and so I, I would say that those are theological commitments more than having philosophical arguments for it. Hmm. But again, you know, theology is not devoid of philosophy anyway, but I think that you could <clears throat> argue from, you know, the truth of Christianity and Christianity is true. Uh, Jesus affirmed the Bible. And then you go from scripture and you've got more. Right. See, so, th this is a thing that I think is yeah. very important for uh, Christian apologists to understand and for atheists listening to us to understand is there are, and I've said this before on the show, but there are multiple methods to doing Christian apologetics. And apologists even argue. I spent the whole afternoon, unfortunately, arguing with Eli Ayala on the phone. Uh, I told him it should have been a podcast about methodology because he's a presuppositionalist. We all have different ways of going about this. And so I, th I think a lot of more Christians understand this than maybe atheists that, that haven't care. I mean, I, you know, this isn't a slight to my atheist friends, but cared enough about the way we do it to read our books on methodology. Right. I mean, that, I'm not sure that'd be interesting, but um so like any one argument isn't meant to get you the whole ball of wax. And when I think about my own worldview and how I arrive at Christianity as I understand it and, and from an evidentialist sense, um, I, I build up. I build up from the bottom. Now, obviously, I have a personal relationship with God, and I believe that uh, the Holy Spirit is how I know that these things are true. But apologetics is how I show and how I show myself, you know, in, in times where I experienced doubt right. that these things are true. And so I begin with the existence of God, and, and that's just kind of a mere theism. But I don't leave it there like my presupp some of my presuppositionalist friends might characterize it. I move on from there to give an argument for the resurrection of Jesus and uh, understanding his self-conception before uh, the events of his death and resurrection to understand who he was. I look at, at what we have good reason to believe are historically reliable statements and, and ideas that Jesus put forward. And I build out from there the reliability of Scripture. And you don't even have to get something like biblical inerrancy, that the Bible doesn't have any errors to get to where I'm trying to get to as from an evidentialist perspective. I'm a biblical inerrantist. But from this perspective, I'm just trying to build up. So I start and build up and layer things on top. And so my what I would call theological positions that, uh, you know, that lay on top of my belief that this is true come come later. Right. Let it, it this may come to a shock to some people, but not to Christians, but we're Christians. We believe in Jesus and we believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. And what that means is we want to believe things about God that Jesus and the inspired authors of Scripture believed about God. So, you know, big surprise there. But, yeah, that's why we get to that's why we get up to uh, reasoning from the Scriptures to what God and his attributes are like. Um, but, yeah, his attributes are are clearly seen in what has been made. So. Uh, sufficiently powerful, even philosophically going to maximally powerful is not um, too much of a stretch. Um, somebody asked me, uh, somebody asked a question about um, what's preventing you from witnessing on the street? Nothing. We do it uh, without a camera. Yeah, we do. No, we do. And uh, in fact, and I've when a it... convert is willing to come on your program, that, that yeah, I mean, it, the, the next uh, convert from a, uh, Street, but we'll see if they'll come on. Yeah, I mean, we've done that 
globally. You've done it in Israel. You've done it in the States. Yeah. I've done it in the States. I've done it in every country that I've visited. So yeah, I, we, the, the evangelism, we're all for evangelism. It's just that uh, what I, what we do on YouTube, we don't want that to become a stumbling block in, in conversations. Yeah. Uh, Brando says, you guys think it's helpful to ask an atheist what arguments they don't accept before bothering to go any further? I find online when you bring up an argument, many atheists just mock. Yeah, one thing to do, well, first of all, atheists online, uh, like I think, I don't want to name names, but there's a couple of atheists in here right now who I know are wonderful uh, conversation partners that I've had great uh, discussions with, and I've enjoyed that. So we have, whenever I speak about atheists online, this is not a broad brush type thing. Um, but there are some, and I know there are Christians this way on the atheist channels, but there are there are some who are going to mock because there is a culture within YouTube and, and Twitter uh, for these kind of discussions that is not the most conducive to um, to having real, genuine conversations. Now, they can happen even with the people that are, that it doesn't seem conducive with. Um, but in fact, there's a very bombastic, loudmouth, somewhat profane uh, YouTube atheist YouTuber right now that I, I won't name his name, but I'm ha I regularly have uh, private conversations with him because I want to see him come. Yeah, to and that's the and, thing. In yeah. private, it's different than the the public chest thing. But for <coughs> for me, yeah, it's always it's always interesting to you know inquire about what arguments they reject and why. Um, if you're, I I think I look fatter when you're sitting next to me. I don't like it. Uh, well, tough. Uh, you know what you can do about it? Well, I'm, I'm trying. Right. I'm trying. <laughs> so, Baby steps. Yeah. Uh, but I actually, and I tell Christians who are debating one another on theological issues and social media sites like YouTube, Facebook, whatever, are the worst platform for trying to have conversations like this, Twitter, whatever. It's a waste of, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time if if you're arguing with a fellow Christian or if you're arguing with an atheist. And trust me, after about 30 back and forth, like if you're on Facebook and, and you have to click to view another 89 comment, you and that person are the only people who are caring at that point about a conversation that neither one of you are enjoying or getting anything out of. So yeah. it is a complete waste of your time. Yeah. To be engaging like that with Christians, with other atheists, with people of other religions, if they don't want to have a productive and informative and mutually beneficial and edifying conversation, don't have it. It's a waste yeah, of your but, life. But, but, but I think there's a good question under there, which is, and we need to, we're getting caught up here on it. Uh, yeah. We're new to this, so we're trying to keep up with comments and not yeah. go too long and, and it, it, forgive us. But I think, yeah, if, if it would be fair to ask, hey, is there an argument that you've heard about that you think? That, that you think, even though it doesn't convince you, like, hey, there's something to that, you know, I, that could be a good place to start. But one of the places, and we have a couple of videos on this. If you go look up our video on the cumulative case apologetics, I think for one-on-one -on -one conversations, a methodology called cumulative case apologetics is good. And I lay out, we lay out a way to do that with a person that doesn't actually involve big arguments, although it can. And so I encourage you to go check that out to get more information on that. Um, look forward to seeing you at the Unapologetics Conference in Dallas. All right, let me just real quick tell you what my schedule looks like right now for the immediate future. So on March 20th to the 21st, I'm doing an apologetics event at Temple Baptist Church in Simpsonville, South Carolina. And that's near Greenville, South Carolina. So if anyone lives around there, come and check us out. Um, that'll be awesome. I look forward to that. Uh, great location, great church. I've been there. Um, and so that'll be fun. And then I'll be at the big unapologetics conference in Duncanville, Texas on March 27th to the 28th. That is going to be with Greg Kokel and Frank Turek. 
as well as Eric Hernandez and Inspiring Philosophy and several others. I've never met Inspiring Philosophy in person, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to meeting all of them. So if you live anywhere around there, uh, do like Travis Lee and come check us out. Come come see us. Uh, we'd love that. Uh, then Pritchett and I both are going to be attending the T4G Apologetic T4G Apologetics Conference. No, together for the Gospel yeah, Conference. Go it uh, says Apologetics Conference. That's not right. Yeah, no. Uh, T4G. Yeah, conference. we're going with Leighton Flowers, and no, we're not going to troll. Come on, we we it's love a, our Calvinist a, brothers. It's, yeah, it's a Calvinist yeah. conference, and for those of you that may or may not know, within Christian within evangelical Christianity, there is this this view called Calvinism. Well, not just evangelical, but there's this view called Calvinism, and it's uh uh, it's kind of a deterministic uh, take on Christianity. And so that's yeah. a funny way to put it, a deterministic yeah. take yeah. on Christianity. We, we are not going to troll, but I'm sure that uh, walking around with Leighton Flowers were almost for certain going to be hassled by yeah. uh, somebody there. So Leighton Flowers, by the way, has a channel devoted to that. So if you're interested in that subject, you can go check that out. Uh, he's also not a Calvinist. And then Pritchett and I together on May 14th to the 16th, a month later, We'll be at the Mount Zion Men's Retreat in Wisconsin. Uh, I guess contact us if you want to go to that, and we'll tell you. Yeah, how you have that to works. contact our, our one of an awesome Trinity student who's a worship leader, uh, Matt Mozakis. Yeah, and um, you know if you're anywhere in Wisconsin, if you're in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, you need to be going to Mount Zion Church. They have uh, what I take to be one of the best chili cookoffs in the nation yeah well as you can see when we have a travel yeah. schedule and there's a couple of other there's at least one other apologetics conference and then another church date that, that i don't have on here um when you uh when you have a schedule like this it makes it hard to keep a regular channel like this going especially when you have two of us and so um sometimes when you see it's just me it could be because of that it could be because uh pritchett's busy or we're traveling or whatever um, and so pray for us that scheduling works out and all that, because one thing that's difficult with our channel is I'm trying to put as best I can and Pritchett is to a full time amount of effort into this channel. Now, let's be honest. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> you are I'm trying to put right. a full time amount of effort into this channel on top of being a full time uh, faculty member and, and president of Trinity College of the Bible and Theological Seminary. And that. That is difficult. And then be a family man, too. So that's not me right. like, oh, poor me. No, I, I love what I do. So it doesn't feel like work. It feels like fun. So don't feel bad for me. But sometimes that makes it really difficult. Yeah. So uh, but that's kind of what's going on in terms of the schedule. And I know there's more questions. Well, popping up, you just, well but I, I, I wanted to say also uh, yeah. we could. Well, we'll take a few more questions and then we'll talk about what we're going to do with the channel going forward. Well, let's get through the questions that we'll do that. Okay. okay. So uh, let's see. North Barry says, when will you do another response to apology on the resurrection topic? Um, Since he's so thoroughly handled it. The first, no, I'm just kidding. Well, I, I'm really, I, I feel like that video was helpful. And I even saw on some external just blog sites where people were saying it was helpful. And so I'm glad for that. Yeah. I put a lot more, I put a little more time into that video than, than I, than I do a lot of the videos. And that was because, um, well, you can watch the video. There's there's some more specific Somebody, stuff that had yeah. to be chased down. And I actually communicated with Paul Ogia about it um, to 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 make sure. Are, is this what you're saying? I want to make sure I understand what you're saying yeah. and um, and respond. Well, the way I land on a video, I, I pray about every video that we do. And uh, the way I landed on that video was I had had a number of people ask me specifically about that video. And at least one person say it had caused some doubt in his life as a Christian. And and so I I thought. Well, Pritchett has famously said that um, the reason that most uh, atheists don't give 
uh, alternative hypotheses to the resurrection is because every time they do, it gets shredded by the Christian apologist. Right. And so I thought, well, let's put that to the test. And so, uh, but but I, I I need to do some something else about Jesus because we've been doing philosophical stuff. All right, well, you keep trying to skip Nick's question, Nicholas's question. Go back up. Um, what would you guys say is the most important tools for apologetics? James White, I heard give the advice that church history and biblical language is most important. Um, depends on what kind of apologetics and what kind of opponents you're, you're talking to. Yeah. Um, it's all important. Um, but for me, I, I think just a familiarity with all of the ideas, all the ideas that you're hearing about now have an intellectual history to it. So I'm going to once again chill for the great books of the Western world and let that be your education. Uh, just a general, general knowledge education about the history of the Western thought. Um, I think that's foundational. Um, biblical languages and church history are important depending on who you're debating. If you're debating uh, uh, people who say, well, Christians have caused more death than anyone in the world in the history of the church, blah, blah, blah. Well, of course, that's, I don't think you need to study church history to know that that's false. But anyway, for, for people that you're talking to like that, or if you're debating <coughs> uh, with uh, other religious people who want to take shots at Christian history, yeah, it's important to know. Uh, biblical language, if you're debating theology, uh, that's important. Um, but not so much, I, I think, you know, as it, it, just, it depends on who your opponent is. Everything's important, but what's most important is going to depend on uh, who you're focusing on. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 that's fine if that's that's uh, where somebody wants to go. Uh, yeah, I think space, uh, it, it, there are two there are different types of apologists. Yeah. And um, for example, Cameron Christian uh, Cameron Christianity, Cameron Bertuzzi at Capturing Christianity, uh, one of our friends. And, and I, I talk to him about it every day and, and his channel is uh, does a lot of the philosophical stuff. Now, he's obviously had a debate on the resurrection with. Uh, Mike Winger and Matt Dillahunt, he was hosted on his channel and he does, he's had uh, Michael Jones on to talk about Genesis and he's had debates. I think he had uh, Chris Day to debate theological stuff with another Christian. So that happens, but primarily he's doing a lot of the philosophical side of things. And uh, Mike Winger wants you to think of him as the Bible thinker, right? And that's yeah. what his channel is kind of about, even though he crosses over some. And so you've got to decide, do I want to be a specialist? Do I want to be someone who grabs one issue like Mike Lycona did with the resurrection and go deep with that, even as a lay person and not a professional apologist yeah. or a professor? Or do you want to be kind of a general apologist um, who kind of does, you know, does a lot of the different stuff? You yeah, know? I mean, we're... If you want to learn biblical languages, we invite you to come to Trinity College of the Bible and we'll learn any of this stuff. You come right. Here. Yeah, you come here. But I, I think it, for us, we think of apologetics as just another way of talking about evangelism in the 21st century. Uh, so, you know, because of that focus, I think you're going to get a lot more questions about the big ideas in Western culture than you are necessarily about this or uh, that bit of church history. Um, and I know that. One thing that if you're if you're with hostile skeptics, you're going to get a lot of questions about um, the conquest of Canaan and some of those other kinds of issues that it's important to be familiar with. But uh, there's a lot of resources out on that as well. Travis Lee asked question. I'm finishing my degree in science, but I have no training in apologetics. Do I need a certificate in apologetics or do you think just knowing the material is sufficient? Here's the thing. Um, what do you want to do with it? Uh, that's important. Now, one of the good things about getting uh, focused theological education, even an associate's degree or something, is is you're forced to read stuff that you wouldn't have read otherwise. Yeah. So I know what this is like. If you're like me, most of the people that are on here, if you're like me, I do a lot of my learning through audio. You know, I listen to lectures. I listen to debates. You listen to your books. I, I listen to books. I put on the, uh, the, the assisted, whatever it is, 
for you know people are that the, are blind. Yeah. And I listen to that with the robotic voice. I've gotten really good at that. And and I take in a lot of info that way. And um and, and in fact our courses are structured like that. But one thing that you do if you're if you're learning completely on your own is if something doesn't interest you, you might not study it. Just you might know, well, it'd be good if I learned that, but you might not focus to study it. When I was uh, going through my master's program, that was the problem of evil for me. I had to read a big book called The Evidential Argument from Evil that was a collection of essays from Christians and atheists who were arguing about the evidential argument from evil. And I had no idea. And I was forced to read it, didn't want to read it. After the first 20 pages, I hated that I was reading it. But in the end, that became an area of particular interest for me. And in terms of our short topical videos, my favorite one is the one that I have on that subject. And so you can get that in the short videos playlist. But so that that's what a good the good training will. But if you're wanting to, like, you know, go be a professor somewhere or something, then, then yeah, a degree is important. But if you're if it, you know, you don't have to have that to do apologetics. What I always tell people and people that have listened long have heard me say this a thousand times, but you can leave this live stream and do apologetics today, even if you never heard of apologetics before, because even if you can't be an answer giver yet, you can be an answer finder for people. If you're willing to say to them when they ask you something you don't know, I don't know the answer to that. I want to be honest, but I'll go find an answer and we can continue this conversation. But I we do, have a t-shirt that's the yeah. answer finder t-shirt, in fact. I do want to just add one thing to that. Uh, I feel far more comfortable about a scientist talking about apologetics than I do an apologist talking about science in 99.9% .9 of all cases. I so. feel better with a science uh, guy talking about scientific apologetics yeah. than I do a lot of apologists who try to go there, unfortunately. We did do a response uh, would, video to Aaron Raw. We did do yeah. one about the debate he had with um, uh, Michael Jones. Uh, I haven't, I haven't seen anything. So yeah, here's something that happens a lot. I run into a lot of these things are just specifically about the young Earth creationism versus evolution debate, and a lot of Aaron Raw stuff is like that. And so uh, I just don't have any interest to spend much time. Uh, going into that. And I find that with a lot of it, every now and then somebody said, go check out this guy. And I'll go look at his channel and it's just all young earth creation. He's bashing young earth creationism. And I, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, I'm sure we'll do Aaron Ra again in the future. Uh, let's see. Uh, right. Any, any, what was that about Zoroastrianism and Christianity? Any opinion on syncretism between, uh, well, not that specifically, but I, I do have a lot of opinions about syncretism of a lot of ideas in which Christianity gets mashed up in in syncretism in general, especially in the West, as it becomes not more secular or atheist, but as it becomes more pagan, which is what we see happening, actually. So, uh, yeah, I think that we need to uh, I want to address more of those topics on the channel because I think that's a bigger issue than atheists who are like three percent of the population. And while they're allowed three percent. Um, when you do evangelism, you're not likely to be. You're allowed 3%. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're allowed, atheists. <laughs> oh, Pritchett. All right. Exegesis and interpretation of biblical text can be warped by other views, such as what is supposedly scientific facts, so theistic evolution will travel. Um, yeah. When I want that, this has nothing directly to do with that comment. But one thing that I think it would do good for apologists uh, and people that are trying to learn apologetics to become aware of is number one is. Uh, do not study apologetics to the exclusion of your biblical study yeah. and learning good biblical knowledge. Uh, as we know, a lot of the apology, a lot of the challenges that skeptics will bring are related to scripture in one way or other. So it's good to have that. But but within that, some of you, especially the kind of people that might be on this channel, probably already have some familiarity with 
um, how we interpret scripture and, and what, you know, what we try to do. We're trying to figure out what uh, does the original author, what was he or what is, was he saying to the original audience and how would they have heard it and in their cultural context. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I think is so important is um, Dr. Pritchett opened my eyes to this some years ago, that there is this uh, realm of socio-rhetorical studies. Yeah. And um, there's a great book that everyone needs to have by a guy named David De Silva. Honor, Patronage, Kinship, and Purity. Yeah, and what it will do is it will show you that some of, the, some of the words that we use today have taken on our own meanings morphologically that were not there originally. It wasn't what the original person meant. So, for example, um, take grace, for example. When we hear the word grace, we have all this religious meaning dripping off of it. Right. Um, but it was not originally a religiously infused nope. term. So uh, explain, break that down real quick. What's what in well, the first a, century Palestine? Yeah, it's a word that encapsulates the ethos of patient-client reciprocity, gift-giving, and benefaction in the ancient Mediterranean world. Um, so uh, if, if you think of it this way, a lot of people think grace is, is they say it's unmerited favor. Well, uh, in some cases, it is unmerited favor, but that's not a definition of grace. Okay, um, patrons can give gifts to whoever they. A patron please, being yeah. someone who yeah. has goods, right? And the uh, a yeah. client is the person that needs the goods, right? And and patrons can give goods to whoever they want to for whatever reasons. Uh, now, when people are ill deserving of it, like if you're talking about God's grace and, and human rebellious sinners, um, yeah, that's like the highest honor that you could that that. You know, a God, you know, that's giving grace to the ill-deserving. That's like he deserves the most honor. So your re appropriate response to whether it's a human or divine patron is gratitude and loyalty, which is another way of saying faith. So it's a reciprocal relationship. So in other words, I yeah. come to Pritchett. Pritchett's the patron. I'm the client. I don't have enough seed for my field or whatever, and he has loads of seed. Right. And I come and I say, hey, I, I need seed for my, I don't have anything to give you. He can grace me with the yeah. seed. And it and and I don't. It's understood. I'm not giving you anything in return. Now he doesn't expect this from me, but this is the expected response. Right. The socially then, expected. The socially yeah. expected response is that I will go out and praise his name publicly. I'll go out and say, Pritchett is so awesome. Pritchett right. is wonderful. And and that is as a result. If you visit the Mediterranean world, you will find statues to random people all over the place. And part of that was because someone was trying to praise their patron. Right. In, so the New Testament authors take that and they say, right, so God is the patron who has graced you. And oh, by the way, this is pretty cool. Sometimes there is an arbiter between the two, yeah, a, mediator, a broker, broker, a mediator, yeah. and Jesus is the mediator. Right. But God graces you with, um, with this thing and it, you didn't do anything to deserve it and you can't pay it back. Right. But what you should do, what it's not on, it's not based upon this, but what your response should be is to go out and praise the name of your patron publicly. That's why we praise the Lord. So right. that's a pretty interesting thing. And that, but there's a lot more to it than that. So there is this, uh, and I don't mean to go off on this too long, but like um, uh, people thought corporately back then. They didn't think yeah. individualistically yeah, like we do yeah, today. The, the ancient Mediterranean world was a collectivist. Actually, most of the modern world's collectivist culture too, uh, just not very many places <clears> in the West. Uh, but the thing about grace that's most important, the, the key factor that Zebra Crook puts this out is, um, that is some you're receiving a gift or a, or a benefit that you could not secure on your own. That's yeah. the key thing. And as far as salvation goes, you cannot get that on your own. Um, but the Bible, that's so that's it's mostly a socioeconomic term, uh, kind of like works would be a so, employment is socioeconomic and slavery. And you find all of those 
types of terms in the New Testament. And so, Pritchett, you know, this is where this gets real practical in understanding yeah. the Bible, and especially for theology and apologetics and biblical studies, is talk a bit about, so you've got these groups, you've got the the the, the Jews were shamed in the eyes of the Romans. Yeah. The Romans were shameful in the eyes of the Jews. Yeah. The Christians were shameful in the eyes of both. Right. And so as a result, what do you get? You get Paul saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. In other words, you may be shamed in the eyes of the world, which was horrendous to people in this context, but uh, you have honor in, in God's eyes. This puts a whole different light on much of the, the New Testament. And if you don't understand these categories, then we can make mistakes, and uh, therefore we can make apologetics mistakes. that like to pretend Sky Daddy exists. Uh, no, just one dude. Braxton Hunter and I both are Christians who believe in the God of the Bible who does exist, but I also sometimes do like to pretend that I also have this Sky Daddy that resembles a lot like the God of Joel Osteen that'll give me all these kind of good things, but he never does. But it's nice to pretend sometimes. Yeah, we both believe. But we also both believe in, oh, you have that problem too sometimes. But we both actually believe in the God who exists. But I do sometimes like to pretend about this other sky daddy that will answer all of my prayers and give me a yeah. Lamborghini. No, if by sky happens. you mean you, you mean transcendent, and if by daddy you mean Father, Father God, then yes, I believe in a sky daddy. Yeah, Deal man. with it. Right. All right, Pritchett is looking fantastic since he got in shape. Someone a while Thank ago you. said you look like Clark Kent in those glasses. I'll take it. Take him off real quick. I, get I was, I was wondering if you could do the Superman thing. I don't, I don't think so. Do I look like, could I pass? I mean, I might not You pass can't pass for a different can person. Can I pass for a different person no. with glasses off? No. No. Okay. All right. Uh, 5K, nice boys. Uh, oh, the era of Calvinism. Goodness me, Jonathan. I was watching an episode from last year today, <laughs> and you turned into Clark Kent. Dr. Flowers. Yep. Dr. Flowers is awesome. I'm trying to get through some of this. Uh, I think a minute ago, Jared Craig asked me something. What did he ask? Oh, what did I think about Max kind of? In the Alex uh, O'Connor and Max um, Baker Heitch debate, what did I think about him kind of agreeing with Alex about uh, with Alex about uh, uh, doxastic voluntarism? Um, we have uh, uh, I don't know where to point you to, to get more information on that, but um, d direct doxastic voluntarism would be the belief that you could freely just make yourself believe something. So that on direct doxastic voluntarism, perhaps I could just believe that there's a pink elephant in the room with me right now. Um, most people would say you can't have that, but um, people that champion libertarian free will will sometimes say, but what you can have is indirect doxastic volunteerism. And that's where you put yourself in a position and study the right things to where the belief arises naturally. Um, and so uh, I just disagree with Max about that. And I enjoy a conversation with him. I, I think he's awesome, though. I really enjoyed that debate. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, TJ McKay's laughing at my answer. My answer was meant to be funny, though. So that that's great. Where? Um, Oh, I'm looking at it over here oh, because okay. because I don't take you seriously at all. You're you're a clown. That's terrible. I don't even know who the person is. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Why weren't you two at the Apologetics Empire founding? Yeah, we talked about that a little while ago. Invited, but didn't attend. Um. Eric Hernandez loves Trinity Radio, and Trinity Radio loves Eric Hernandez. Yes. Uh. Let's see. I was recently told by someone arguing against the Bible that the Dead Sea Scrolls claim that Yahweh is actually the son of the god El and his wife Ashura. Have y'all heard this before? No. And uh, I've heard a lot of strange claims about the Dead Sea Scrolls. Let's see. Uh, God exists by necessity. God exists by necessity. Yeah, I, I don't. What are your thoughts on Ron Wyatt and his supposed archaeological discoveries? Is that the guy? Is that the guy who like says he found the mountain where Mount Sinai and says that uh, he found 
where the Ark of the Covenant was or something. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I have to look into that. Uh, thanks. Thoroughly enjoyed my Trinity classes. Finished Yay. my MA a few years ago. Now we're awesome. Coming awesome. All right. Now, since we kind of come to the end of the comments, we'll let some more rack up and we need to end this for too much longer. But let's talk a little bit about the future of Trinity Radio. So I'll go first and you go second. How's that? Okay. So what I'm thinking about this today, you know, one of the things that has really, God has really used, I think, out of what we're doing. And trust me, anything I'm saying that, if he says something arrogant, he probably means it arrogantly. If I say anything arrogant, it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't mean You're it that way. Facetious. I'm blessed that God gr has graced me yeah. with, um, my patron has graced me with this, uh, with this responsibility and this privilege. Humble brag. Um, I, I, uh, he's really used the response videos that, that, that we've been doing for most of the year. And since this time last year, since the Dillahunty debate, and I've really been, uh, excited about that because frankly, um, that's my passion. I love apologetics and I, I, I love doing apologetics with respect to unbelievers, um, not just, uh, or skeptics, people that are not religious in any sense. And so I've, I've really enjoyed that. And I like that. That's right. Beowulf. Um, yeah, Beowulf, humble brag, yeah. but, um, uh, but going forward, I do want to branch out a little bit. One thing that some of you all may not even know about is that uh, long before the Dillahunty debate, about two years ago, if not more, I started a verse-by-verse -verse study through the book of Genesis. And currently there's like 30 hours of me teaching through Genesis. And it's not just like a sermonizing about it. It's we chase every theological rabbit trail and we go down everything. We give it an apologetics flavor and it's audio only. And I'm going to finish that series out. I think I can do it in a few weeks' time. I want to finish that series out. I put a lot into that. Pritchett started one on First Peter. And Pritchett was beating me to the game on this. He's got video of his already. Uh, mm -hmm. He only has like three episodes, but he's Four. got video. The uh, first chapter. His are video. I, wanted, I want to finish Genesis, and then I want to start yeah. a Bible study on a New Testament book, and I want to do it. Um, not just audio, but video. And I want to mix it into our regular production. Yeah. Because one thing that we're serious about is we don't just want to knock down uh, atheist arguments. We want to also um, raise up something to replace it. Not just arguments that God exists, but for those people that have come to Christ uh, because God has used our channel or they've come to Christ and they found our channel, we want to give you something to nourish you um, uh, spiritually and to start learning the Bible. Because as we said a moment ago, you don't want to neglect that. And so that's one thing we want to start in this year um, coming up very, very soon. And so that's something I'm looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to starting to do some shorter, more highly produced, but shorter videos, like 10 minute videos on issues. We I used to do that all the time. Uh, I haven't done that as much this past couple of years, but I want to get back to that. So those are some things that I want to do going forward. Um, Pritchett, what are you wanting to do? Well, I do want to finish the first Peter uh, <coughs> series that I started years ago at Sadly, just we've been, or at least I've been super busy with my day job uh, to get back to it, but I hope to get back to it soon. Um, I, I I do want to have the debate show going, the fun debate show, not like the antagonistic debate show, but debating topics like who's the best minor prophet, what's the best Bible kill, and, and going to have some really awesome guests. Yeah, yeah. Pritchett wants up, to yeah. get some of your favorite people that you know about or maybe don't know yeah, about YouTubers. and get them on to do debates on trivial Bible issues. Yeah. Like he said, what's the best Bible kill? Yeah, Is that it, what he said? Yeah, because, I mean, it, it, if, if you're going to make debates cheap, why not make them fun, too? So yeah. we're going we're to do that. Um, I also want to do a how to... Guy's Guide to Church Potlucks or something along those lines, making potluck food while talking about some topic 
um, teach people how to cook food that's healthy and quick. So yeah, um, stuff like that. Um, more uh, fitness challenges since uh, Eric Hernandez accomplished his and made some money, and John's ducking us from what do you mean? Uh, Got to issue some more. Maybe you guys can nominate yeah. someone to yeah. receive the fitness challenge. Yeah. Uh, Steven Revol. Oh, are you done? Uh, there's a couple other things that I, I wanted to, because I was asked every time I get asked a random question to so keep asking me questions. Some of them, I think, Oh, I want to make a video about that. So I'm going to keep that going. I plan to um, do, we plan to do, and we need to do this together, Pritchett. We need to do some more, uh, debate response videos yeah. because one thing that I learned from the Alex, uh, O'Connor and, and Max, uh, Baker Heitch debate that re well, both those and the, the, the inspiring philosophy, Matt Dillahunty thing is people said, you know, I was able to follow good enough, well enough, but but that really brought clarity to what was happening. And I didn't quite understand that quantum mechanics, what was going on there, or I didn't quite understand what Max was arguing for and, and all that. So I'd like to continue to do that because for me personally, debates were one of the things early on that really helped me learn things fast. And so I think, you know, doing doing that um, will help some people maybe that are just getting started out and, and people that have been in it for a while. All right, we need, uh, let's see, uh, let's well, see. we, got we need a up. Christian Scream Core vid for uh, fictional band, Balaam's Donkey. I've always said I'm going to create a country a country U2 cover band and call it Y'all Too, uh, but I haven't thought of Balaam's Donkey. All right, liked the Quantum Mechanics Review. Thank you. You really do shine when you break down debates. It is your niche in the YouTube sphere. Very beneficial. Well, thanks. Appreciate that. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and close it out. But listen, guys, this is our first ever YouTube stream. I'm trying to figure out what to do in terms technologically of using OBS and some of these streaming softwares that people use so that so that I can make it look like it normally does, you know, when we do a video, but it be live. So all right, Johnny, con yeah. consider this baby steps. All right. Just baby steps. And uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, 59 people. That's pretty good for us, I guess. Yep. I have nothing to compare it to. Um, Jared Craig says, for what it's worth, thanks for engaging in the comments section for providing clarity when it is requested. I, I appreciate you. And Jared, you're one of the people that, um, without revealing anything about you that you might not want known, that I've, you've, been, you've always been very cool and, and friendly. And, and I, that means a lot. Good conversation, partner. Yeah. If we missed your questions, I'm sorry. It keeps scrolling and, and all of that. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, well, thank you. Anyway, we'll see you next time on Trinity Radio. Or we'll still see you now. Oh, I'm supposed to close it out. Right. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. How do I do Good. it, Cameron? Yeah. Cameron, how do I do it? I don't know. Well, maybe ah. in stream. <laughs> Are you sure you want to end your stream? No, we're still going. <laughs>